You're about to listen to the Wissam Sharif podcast. This effort is made possible by our monthly supporters on Patreon. Please visit patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif to become a monthly patron and help us to make more projects like this. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Wissam Sharif podcast. My name as always is Brother Jawad Khan along with Imam Wissam Sharif. Assalamu alaikum Wissam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing Jawad? How are you doing to our listeners out there? I'm doing well, alhamdulillah. Um, and inshallah, we've had a couple episodes now, I think, where I put in the disclaimer um, regarding the, the recent passing uh, of Imam Wissam's father and his, uh, his father's brother, his uncle. Um, and so inshallah, we're actually today going to be discussing a little bit more about it, talking about the, the Sharif brothers' legacy, uh, inshallah. Um, so a little bit of a, a different uh, take on the podcast today, but inshallah, we hope there's still some, some benefit for our listeners, especially some of the things that Wissam uh, let me know that he wanted to share is going to be very interesting. Uh, in, a, in a perspective of things that we can also take and benefit from ourselves from the experiences that we kind of go through inshallah absolutely um, I welcome everyone today and um, I'd like to recite for you all if we could uh, Jawad you can green light a, a surah fatiha there are seven verses sure. uh, that open the Quran if you're in a place where you can just you know put your head back and find the recitation within yourself you can just breathe to the top and to the bottom until we complete and for some of you i think you know this one a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين And may God accept our recitation because everyone out there has lost a family member and, and has had the experience of grief for the first time. So to start off today, Jawad, it was a it was a conversation between my sister and I. And I asked my sister, elder sister Aisha Api, I said, uh, is this the greatest grief that we've seen? And she said, the loss of a parent. You can't compare that. And I, I think saying it out loud because I was so shocked as to, I don't know what this feels like. Jawad, we are four days post uh, Janazah and burial of my father. I got to bury him with my hands. I think in our last podcast, Jawad, the announcement of my uncle happened in mm -hmm. the podcast. And yeah. yeah. And, and then I guess 16... I can't recall if that was uh, that's a Saturday, 
And yeah. then Abu passed on a Monday morning, right? 445. So this is, this is a, uh, a huge place to be. And so for everyone out there, I truly, I want you to understand this is a new age. So the awkwardness of, am I feeling cared for and loved by a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. That's love that you feel. That is, I've never experienced a feeling before, and now I'm sharing it with you all that I've been sad. I've had relatives die and meet young people in my family, um, uh, people under the age of 10, young babies pass, and they were all external and all experiences. And I cried a weeping that I thought would be like, wow, that, that hurts. Then my dad died. And there was quiet. There was a lot of quiet in my head. And so I want to reach out just in the first moment of our podcast to say, you are acknowledged in this time-space continuum that we live in. I'm a recorded voice, but the energy with which it is being reserved and, and, and saved here in this audio format, it's going in. And you can stop and say, I'm loved. I am loved. I am, I am acknowledged in my grief. I'm not going to tell you to have supper or to do anything but to just experience grief. And so for this feeling of which I, I cannot explain, I call it grief. It's the beginning. My dad is dead and he's no longer living with us. And to start there, you'll know where I am. And because I don't know what that feeling is like, I can only tell you of where I am right now. So in the now, every single moment that I can become aware, I thank God, another minute to live, another moment to express my love. And instead of dying in pain, Jawad, I want to live as a memory to my dad. Instead of dying in the pain, I want to live every moment and do a good deed and say a subhanAllah. And yes, Read some more Quran. Jawad, I just want to touch it for a second. My elder cousins and I, so that's just senior to me, 39 senior now, mid-40s. We're all looking at each other, and we were hardcore, um, more conservative, if you will, touting the line of, if it's not you know, black and white, haram, halal. And we all said, you know, the Quran Khani work would work so right right now. I just need to read more Quran. Mm. And this was me with some, my sister, my cousin, who my cousin, the daughter of the uncle. And, my, and he, so it's two daughters. That's my two sisters and I, and then two sons and my cousin uh, and my, and one daughter on my uncle's side. So the six of us have just been talking to each other more often. And we're like, I just need to read more Quran. I just need to read more Quran and sit down so that I can feel for my dad. And yes, Jawad, I think both of us have been to a Quran Khani and a half, right? We've been there where um, certain yeah. foods are served and certain things happen. But the, the framework of let's just get together on a Zoom call and read Quran, it worked. I mean, it's something we needed, but we were all like, well, we can't call it Quran Khani because we were the ones who argued with our parents. We're like, wow, this is, this is not allowed. And the, our parents just kind of looked at us. They did. They just looked at us, Jawad, and they were like, but this is how we get together to grieve, to read Quran. And then when someone bought a new house, we read Quran. And when someone died, we read Quran. Yeah, so I, was, just, I, was, I was reflecting on that. I think it's it's literally the difference between like, like the issue we honestly have with it is just the have to idea. 
just literally, if you take out those words, like I, I think it was um, at the at the Janaza uh, this past week. I remember you you read the ninety nine names of Allah, and you just said my dad liked them, so I'd like yeah. to read them. And I was like, I've literally I've literally seen people fight at a Janaza before over arguing about this or that or whatever it is, and I'm like, la ilaha illallah. Like everybody just like we that that's the part we just leave out. We just want to get to the worship. Thank you, friends. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even uh, remember to point out. Jawad was there at the janaza and the burial, and Jawad. Um, I said those words specifically because at an at a the first uncle who passed away of the five brothers of the Sharif brothers. Um, there was there was taboo. There was just there was an mm. argument. I'm like we're fighting over a dead, like literally over a dead body, and so someone wanted to write La ilaha illallah on his forehead, um, and and just run their finger, and again wanted to tout the right line. So someone was like, "No, it's the last thing you'll do to him. It's haram." And so I just like my dad likes the nine nine names. That's it. And I read it. I read mm-hmm. some of Yasin. My heart was full. So Jawad was there. Jawad, maybe at another time, um, because I, I didn't get to share this with the with the listeners, but I really want to be able to encapsulate that moment. My dad wanted a green burial, which means you bury straight into the ground. I'm sorry to the listeners who live in counties and countries where that's not a possible or COVID-related situation where that's not possible. But dad really wanted this. And Jawad, he... I got into the grave and there was a surreal feeling, Jawad. I was standing inside my father's grave. And I, I kept thinking, I, and I want to share this. I kept thinking, shouldn't I feel more? Shouldn't I be like, oh my God, I'm going to pray Fajr every day? Or like something, again, that's the only thing that could come out of my mouth. Like I thought that I would feel something, that this was it. But I just... Felt like I was standing in my dad's grave and Jawad was there when I thought they were going to give me a a, um, a plank, Jawad. They just handed me handed, my dad. Uh, yeah, so, were, uh, and, and like yeah. a baby, someone was holding the head and someone was holding the feet, but I was fully cradling him. And, and because of his um, osteoarthritis, his, knee, his knees couldn't go straight. So he's hooked onto my arms and I placed my dad in his grave. And so that was very powerful, but... I have to tell everyone it was very rushed. Everything was rushed. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And, and I understood the the trying of the sunnah of trying to you know rush this along so that the questioning can happen. Uh, but there's this this personal feeling of what are we doing? And I was trying to get out of the grave, and someone like yanked me from underneath my arms, really like yeah, pulled I me. I saw that. Yeah, you got, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pulled up. and you were, and I, I respected it. I was like. I guess no one expects you also to be physically able to get up out of a six foot grave um, or to also be in the mindset. But Jawad, I never lost control. And and, and I think Mm -hmm. that's going to really lead into today's topic. So we'll get to the burial, but being inside your father's grave and burying him with your own arms, I cannot stress to you, my beloved listener and Jawad, go, please go learn, uh, become confident with your relationship with God so that you could do that. Please, if there's no other reason in your life to get close to a, a God, a creator, a sustainer, then please so that you could be mentally, physically, and spiritually able uh, for your deceased father, please do that. And, and if you don't know how to do janaza, then I don't even care if you pray five times a day yet. Please learn how to do the supplication. Sheikh Yasser Burjas was is the imam of the masjid where we led the funeral prayers, and he was sitting at the front. And 
you know, my heart was kind of wavering. There's a, a white hearse sitting there. And, and I said, Sheikh, do you want to lead? And he said, I will never lead while you're here. It is the right of the son to lead his father's janazah. And it was just such a powerful moment for me to say, you stand for your dad, not for your emotions and your pain, but stand for your dad. And Jawad, if there wasn't prayer and salah and, and dhikr in the yoga uh, and, and dhikr and yoga and hot, and hot uh, praying salah inside of asana, I don't know. I would have been behind besides myself and you guys would have been carrying me. I want you all to be mm. strong. And that... Uh, I wept. I wept when I needed to weep. But there was something that I wished for everyone else. And I never thought, I was like, my dad's been dying for five years. I always wondered, Jawad, how, how am I going to feel? How am I going to be? And now that it's happened, I want this for other people. Because if I was tied to the legacy of my father and now he is gone and I am nothing, then I would be destroyed. If I didn't have a God, a creator, a sustainer that I know of, not believe in, that I know of, and I know that my dad went through the puberty of old age, he died. And now he went into after puberty, you become a greater, more powerful form. He's turned into his next form, his light form. And then that will go to the, the after the questions, he will go into his light form, looking at Jannah. Then on the day of judgment, he'll go and go. And I have the opportunity to increase that legacy. But if Wissam didn't believe in himself and didn't believe in what his dad and family raised up, then I would be crushed because the legacy would have ended there. So here is where um, I feel like, Jawad, that's it's fair enough for me to have given my feeling. But l- let's go into what a legacy is, right? Jawad, couldn't I say, now harden my, I could basically callous my brain and say, well, that's how my parents did it. That's it. That's how my forefathers did it. That's how I'm going to do it. Because that's the way my dad did. Or are we going to continue the values and principles that they taught us and grow their wealth. And so, yes, there's the other side. And I'll, I'll jump into the idea that Jawad Tabarakallah uh, took the initiative through Launch Good and Islamic Relief and began a, a legacy fund. Legacy, Yeah, legacy campaign, yeah. Can I take uh, a minute or two on this to our listeners? This yeah, was a sure. point of contention for our family. Uh, till right now on my phone, there's chat on the WhatsApp uh, Sharif family. Like, why are we out there asking for people's money? Okay. Can anyone guess uh, what angle they're coming from? Like, what are you doing with some? Why are you out there asking people for money for our parents? Shouldn't we be doing it? And so, Jawad, if you can almost acknowledge them and say that, okay, we acknowledge that part. Mm-hmm. But and I'm, I'm not saying... Very, yeah. Yeah, and very understandable yes. perspective too. That's what many people feel sometimes, yeah. They're like, why are you doing this? But Jawad, before we try to uh, the explanation, is there not an immediate generational difference? Because if you said, Wissam, did you invest 100 bucks in the Indiegogo watch? I'd be like, yeah, crowdfunding. I hope they get it. Our, our mind works a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm, in, the, yeah. in the way, not better, but um, it, it launch good doesn't feel like asking for money, right? It, it, to yeah. me, it, it does feel like you're starting a legacy fund and, and the platform, uh, and I, I really mean this, another thing, Jawad, was people, the whole discussion went on about the percentages. 
And then it came down after a long discussion that, wow, they take a really little percentage for operating costs. And so it was almost as if, and I'm saying this to my listener, who's where am I going? I am the youngest of all the cousins, 60 plus. You've got the doctors, the transplant surgeons, the PhDs, the masters, Hafiz, Molana Sheikh, Imam, whatever you want to title. I'm the youngest and Atif Sharif and I are four, four months apart. So I want you to understand for the last week, I have been baby cousin with Sam. So my opinions and how quickly, mm. I, right? So that, that really was uh, uh, something. So um, as the, the fund got put together, there is a feeling, and I, I'm saying this because when death happens, if you don't have a way to express your emotions, people can, family members can butt heads very quickly in the mm. name and then the fighting over a dead over physically over the dead body happens. So I encourage everyone right now why I shared some intimate things. Alhamdulillah. I love my cousins. I love my family. And they are now in the process of setting up a Sharif brothers legacy fund where they want to be the original endowment will come from. Um, Alhamdulillah. Some of my cousins are really well established having worked you know, for government and in great places, transplant surgeons. And so they're like, hey, Wissam, I'm, I'm really glad that you can read Quran, but, you know, we're going to do this. That happened. And Alhamdulillah, Jawad, that is, I'm putting this all in parentheses, that is all legacy. And that will come. I will continue to build wells. I now intend, and I feel like, why couldn't I have a small madaris Madrasa schools where kids in Uganda and countries around cities and countries, provinces, villages around the world, we can set up a small school and then via Wi Fi, via uh, a person on the ground, we can stay in touch with these kids and we can encourage their Quranic growth. These are just pie in the sky ideas that I will do all in the name of my dad and his brothers. Mm -hmm. But today is the question. Is it all uh, roses and peaches? Is it all just the great legacy of, or do I and all of my cousins, so if you always can understand the five Sharif brothers, original brothers who came here, all passed away. The only living, the eldest living folks now are my cousins and my, my cousins and our generation. Uh, will we choose to take on the genetic characteristics that are just known as, oh, well, that's just how they are. And, and oh, that they just have a temper or they just act like this or they have an addictive, uh, they have addictive behaviors in their family. Do I presently, as I am retelling the story of my father's legacy and his brothers, do I, Jawad, according to the new science of epigenetics, do I have a choice to influence those genes? Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and that's today. That is today to, to recognize that in my grief and in my pain, I could callous parts of my brain or I could grow them. Instead of saying, well, this is how my father did it. And my father wore a brown coat and drove a Subaru and I'm going to drive a Subaru. Or I could say, here are the values that he gave me. Here are the odds that he had to play with in 1969 when he came to America. Here's the variables he had to live by. And maybe, Joad, this will 
open up the idea of epigenetics for us for a second, guys. Your body is not meant to make you feel joy. Your body is not for the higher senses of contribution and growth. Your body is, me- is made to make you survive. So that's why when mm-hmm. you start shooting free throws or uh, want to give up a bad habit or something that's hard to do, your body, no, 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 no. It's confusing. I can't, no, it hurts. Uh, remember that last time we did this thing? Oh, it doesn't feel good. Your body's going to do no matter what it can to keep you in homeostasis. You want to be balanced. You want to be like, I'm okay. And you never want to be stuck okay, friends. To my listeners out there, in the middle of grief, I keep asking myself, don't ever be okay with some. Don't ever be okay. Go for the higher senses of growth and contribution. So let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, um, let's open up a reality. And Jawad, you can, you can kind of steer my caboose here. You can steer my train. If you all were just to paint the picture of the last week, I have been physically surrounded by family members. We maintained some distancing. Family members flew in from uh, respective areas, Baltimore, Maryland, from Virginia, Fairfax. They came in and a lot of sit-down time happened and a lot of reminiscing. And you heard repeated stories from the same groups of people. Um, Cousins saying, oh, yeah. You know, and that some story gets told off as, and you know, Sharifs, we just have a temper. And you know, we just do this. And you know, and so many things like folktale within a tribe, within a clan, yeah. they just get passed on and, and, and accepted. Uh, many moons ago, Jawad, my grandfather's cousin, um, he had, it seemed, to he had some uh, some altercations with people where physical altercations and um you know he ended up being jailed uh that story was always told to us as the hero you know like the hero sharif you know he stuck up for his rights when assault and anger and temper are not something that i'm going to choose to carry on in the legacy so my facial features are very similar to my dad, the bones, the cheeks, the, the way that my face sits. But do I then carry the predisposition that I'm going to have diabetes and I'm going to love sugar and diabetes? And no, there are certain things that my environment can influence. So as much as, and if I can take the example of our uh, outgoing president, uh, when he is asked, he was asked, why don't you drink? Um, um, Mr. Trump. And he explained that uh, his brother had fallen into alcoholism and that it was pr- it's something more predisposed in the family. So thus, he never wanted to fall into it. I- I'm actually making a positive reference. Um, and so, yes, you, you definitely see that you may be predisposed. Your genetic markers may be turned off. The switches on your genes might be up. And it would be really easy for you to fall into those addictive behaviors and into um, uh, the genetic things that your family is passing down. But Mm -hmm. Jawad, to me, a true legacy is when you select those values and beliefs that your forefathers, and in this case, father, would want to continue. So when I feel um, a rage or when I feel... Uh, uh, behaviors and patterns settling in, 
I cannot let myself now. Before I could have said, well, that's just how we are, Sharif's are. Now I have to say, for your family, Wissam, fix it. And that, I, I pray to our listeners, has piqued you enough to say, what is this new science of epigenetics? What is the idea that my environment, my habits, all starting with the choices that I make, can influence my genes and truly change the markers on my genetic code to a point where my disposition changes? And here's the kicker, Jawad. And if you are maintain that state, it will then be passed on. And can I... Is the word correct the legacy? It's, it's kind of, it feels wrong to say correct the legacy. You will continue the legacy adding one chip. You'll continue mm -hmm. the legacy and you'll just, oh, there's this one wire here that, oh, and for, I'm sorry, friends, for really oversimplifying. It's not one wire that makes you uh, pass this down, but one of the, <laughs> basically you switch off the light and then your child has that love and compassion and love for orphans, the way my father and his brothers uh, had a love for those who didn't have and turn off some of the lights that we don't need to pass on. And so to me, friends, many people ask, how do you deal with grief? How are you dealing with the pain? Number one, I'm choosing to live in the moments that live for Abu so that he can keep racking things up and not die in the pain. I'm choosing to live because every single moment that you have on your life, in your life, it really is a choice. Sure, Jawad, in the last week, I have unplugged my brain and not sat and made dhikr and read Quran. But whenever I become aware without a, oh my God, I need to go pray. Just the nudge of, I'm alive. I am. Abu isn't. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. And knowing that the more I can make for him, I truly believe this, Jawad, that the more wealth I make for dad in the hereafter, I'm going to see it. So I never got to give the million dollars to my dad. And I'm very excited though, that I plan to have a vault of good deeds, vaults of, of stacks and stacks, rubber band man with the good deeds for my dad. And that makes me excited. Wells and schools and Quranic recitation. Up till now, I'll take the however thousands of students have studied. I'll, I'll bank that for me. But going forward, the legacy that I choose to put forward is one of choice. Mm -hmm. not of excuse. So that, yeah. that, that's how I'm dealing with it. But on the other side, I feel like when I'm in pain, I go back to the moments. I, when I'm in pain, I go back to the moments and I say, how can I live? How can I do something good for my dad? And in this case, it's not just good deeds. How can Wissam cleanse himself? How, um, I want to go there for a moment. Jawad, do you know how much uh, of our addictions and our uh, the way we medicate ourselves is because of some pain. Now, mm -hmm. let's look at the situation. Abu's dead. If you're medicating yourself and lulling yourself, like when do you recognize, wait a minute, you don't have that thing. So now mm -hmm. in order to keep that uh, pain in your life, how many people can see that you would become addicted to it. Oh, my dad, now he's dead. Now I'm sadder. 
So now I need to do more because I'm sadder. And I really mean this to our listeners because it's a tough line. Could you look some of your habits, your environment, right? Environments are going to affect your genetics. Can Uh you look some of your habits in the eye and say, you don't have a place anymore. Like, I know, I'm sorry, like, but you were helping me while, but now why are you here? Like, are we willing? And some of us can't even get to this part of the conversation of letting go of our habits because we'll swallow the pill of I'm anxious, I'm sad, so that we can maintain the excuse to continue medicating, dulling, or, or, or keeping ourselves aloof. I, I, need, I need a bit of validation on that, Jawad. Is it, is it, mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Does it make sense yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. I think I think this is interestingly. These episodes are coming right after the Tony Robbins UPW episodes, where we talk about human needs and and all that all that stuff, um, and just the idea of how we're all seeking to kind of fill these needs. And honestly, whatever vehicle that you find that fills a need, one, two, three needs over and over reliably, that becomes an addiction. That becomes a habit for you. And if you can find better vehicles, if you can find another way, um, then there's no need for whatever, you know, bad habits or whatever it is that you don't want in your life in that way. Um, and inshallah, I think I'll take this opportunity too to kind of just, as, as somewhat of a recap of just like going through, I'm not sure if the epigenetics, I'm not sure if it's discussed in this book, but this is a book I, I, I started, I didn't get to continue it, but it didn't start with you, I believe is the, the title of the book, that that one talks about kind of uh, generational trauma and these types of things about uh, how they're kind of passed on to genetics and that that part of the equation, at least, that we can kind of be uh, acknowledge and, and see so that it's not something that you can kind of like beat yourself up on and feel that you necessarily like all your dispositions and those types of things. You should be aware of them enough to then deal with them and be able to kind of work to even change and adjust them. Um, trauma, but I think when it comes to trauma, yeah, for sure. And I think when it comes to as you were discussing with like family, this idea of legacy, I think, I mean, this again, like you, you it's funny because you, you speak on all these different topics and stuff. And then like, I see the connection to the Islam part. Like that's the uncle kind of way yeah. because I'm just like, is this not prophetic dynasty? Like, is this not what all the prophets did where literally every, like there's ayats in the Quran of just like, we found our fathers doing this and that's their reason for doing something. And is not the story of Islam in every prophet's life, when haq comes, when some reality and truth comes, and Allah is al-haq, do we not meet that with what our fathers did, take the good of what they did, but then whatever was false among what they did, whatever is bad or what is batil, what is, what is you know, nasty or gone or, you know, whatever it is, that has to stand up to the truth. And, and very little, like the, the other part of this equation is never accept absolute statements like, the Sharif family, the Khan family like, absolutely has this or has that, or I have this or I ha- like, I am this way, you know, we're just this way, whatever it is no. that you're trying to adjust and change. Never accept that because again, Allah is al-haq, but he's also as-samad. He's the only absolute. He's the only absolute. And so when you accept that, okay, if Allah is as-samad and everything else is not Everything else is changeable, is, is adjustable, is is movable, is, you know, including myself, including my habits, including my genetics, including like all these different things. Then that just having that belief, that limiting belief changed opens the door to say, okay, so it's possible. Now it's just figuring it out. Um, and so I think that, that that's the story of Islam in so many prophets' lives, as we said, where it's like Ibrahim al-Islam and his father, it's like 
he's just calling him and saying like the, the problem is just the idols being seen as you know uh, the idols being created like this is the issue and it's the issue we can't compromise on but he still had respect and love for his father we still had you know Nuh Islam and his son and it's it's the struggle that they have with this is the line and it's haq, it's true that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says but obviously what people people's you know what our fathers did what our generation did what you know anybody it's all just it's basically the patterns that I don't want to break when I meet truth when I meet reality that that's what you're called to do in Islam that's wow. what we're called to do that's when you get a revelation when you revealed a revelation in front of you that the truth is there that's what we're called to do and so when it comes to our legacies and our parents and and those that we're trying to honor um the beauty of the, you know, it's a very common hadith and I, the older I get, the more I get, uh, I see the dimensions of these very oft narrated a hadith of like a khutbah I've heard since I was like a baby. The three, uh, son of Adam, when he passes away, all is cut off except for three, the knowledge that continues to benefit the people, the sadaqah jariyah, continuing charity. And then the beauty of a, ch- a righteous child that continues to make dua, how much does that incentivize a parent to try their best to raise a righteous child and how much comfort does that provide a child that this you are a gateway for your parents after they pass like oh, it's that? a simple statement we say it all the time i literally would quiz my eighth graders in islamic school to be like repeat it okay what is it continue like i'll make it a cc is continuous charity just write that on the test like like we drill it in but like when life hits i just want to recite quran for my dad like when life hits, I just want like the 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 specifics of it and the oh is a hadith good like this one over like it all falls away when it's just like uh, Islam and Allah are here to comfort and and give us the truth and give us means of being able to access and navigate and, life. And take take that take that all the way. If you didn't have the God who was comforting you, what what would you end up with? Like if you didn't have mm-hmm. the God, what would you end up with? It, yeah, you just be left with questions and, and means of trying to medicate and trying to try more band-aids, band-aids, band-aids. But Allah is a shafi. He's the one who can ultimately reach that end, that cure of like, no, no, no. The absolute statement is that their deeds are done except what you do in honor of them. Allah. That's, the, that's an absolute statement from the absolute. You, that's an absolute statement. You hear it though. I want to be able to reach out to, to any listener and say, you've all heard and he started drinking after his father passed. You know, or he started and after his father passed, because if you didn't know, well, is my dad going to heaven or uh, how can I help? You like, and what, what place did that father have in their life, positively, negatively, whatever it is like, and how, what needs did it fill? Whether it was positive or negative, did it make me feel significant that he chose oh. me to abuse or did he chose me to love too much? Like, whatever it is, like, did it, what needs did it fill? And it's like, at, at the end of the day, you have to find a way for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the tools to fill your needs through him and through his, his, the things that he calls us to do. Yes. And it comes back to what's your opinion of the creator? What's your opinion of God? And are you truly, because we said this, Joad, recently, uh, but I'd like to say it again to our listeners, are you benefiting from Islam? And I know people get really mm-hmm. offended. They're like, huh? Oh, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't pray. No, but are you benefiting? Is would does wudu make you feel closer to this um source of love, the compassion, the compassionate on the universe? Do you do when you pray, do you feel better? When you cleanse your wealth and give it in the path of God, does it cleanse your wealth? Are you having better relationships? Like, is Islam, are you doing it and reaping the benefits? 
And if, if that wasn't a real concept, why do we have prophetic du'as of ilm yanfa'a or ilm nafi'a? Why did right. the Prophet ﷺ ask for it? Like, it means that knowledge is either beneficial or there's knowledge that doesn't benefit. Meaning it's not just Islam is Islam is Islam. It's like, no, no, Allah, please give me that which will benefit me and save me from that which will not, like literally nafi'a, benefit me. Yeah. But, and, and in a world where we're surrounded by a lot of information, facts, yes. car facts, bag facts, fashion facts, hijab tutorials, makeup tutorials, we really have... Um, we have a version of it all out there. So today it comes back to say, and if I can mention one book, it's Deepak Chopra's Super Genes. It mm-hmm. I, really is a tremendous book. It's not here on the shelf. Um, and anyone can go, uh, you can YouTube or Google these things. And if you're not a reader, because I know some people listen to a podcast, like, oh, I don't read books. It's called Audible. It's called a Google sum- a YouTube summary. Um, don't please don't let yourself sit back and say, I couldn't, you could pause us, double click over to a safari or to YouTube and just, you know, pull up a clip and save it to watch later. Um, because I want to make you all efficient now. Uh, we've been sharing. And it's, and it's not all there. It's not all or nothing too. like literally even reading the back of these books, like everything honestly adds because it's, if it's something from out of the zone of what you generally, you know, consume, even a little bit extra expands your expand like it expands your your perspective exactly and and you're saying it jawad that we don't need you to be a scientist we need you to understand what's going on and uh, it's a deepak chopra book called the future of god and i'll summarize the last chapter really drives home one point if you're upgrading your knowledge and ideas of the universe then upgrade your uh, opinion of god Right. As epigenetics are coming out, don't be like, oh, wow, we figured this out. No, the creator of the genetic code is the one who gave it its own intelligence. So, yeah, you can praise Allah, but don't leave your thought back in in the middle of the desert without forward thinking and then say and have an 800 year old opinion of God. And I think that that's that's a place that. That a lot of us need to begin is just looking into our habits and routines on a daily basis. When and where are you listening to this podcast? If you know the podcast is coming, can you use the Wissam Sharif podcast as a, you know what? I'd like to have a little, I'd like to have some Quran read. I want to go from one podcast to the next and make sure I prayed all five prayers. I'm into that. I mean, I mean, indeed, inshallah. And I think that that's the, uh, the other part of this is just the when you just just having that like we're talking about limiting beliefs, just letting in some other like like even if you don't read the entire book, even if you're just listening to us say on the podcast, but just like oh that idea that oh this is part of truth is you can change your genetics you even go. to some extent to some level how and all that stuff, but just that idea immediately lets let like that already just opens up your brain because then your brain starts searching for ways to do it. It starts you know it starts actually you know entertaining possibilities that before you used to just say I'm doomed because of XYZ. And I think that the, I mean, the proof in the pudding quote unquote of that is just like, if whenever you think like, Oh, diabetes in my family or, you know, whatever health issues or anger is in my family or temper tantrums in my family, or like, this is just the way we do things, whatever it is, take that to its logical conclusion, which is that Allah sent prophets who came to people who said that about shirk Mm. is if Allah is saying shit, like, Shirk is just in our partners. genes. Yeah, is, 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 is you know, associating partners uh, with Allah. Okay. If that's in my genes and Allah said, no, I'm calling you to, to change that from what your fathers did, 
then Allah doesn't Ooh. ask you for impossible things. That means so, that it's possible to change what you think your family legacy and tradition. You are defining that moving forward now. Somebody in your family accepted Islam. I always like, I forget this, but like, it's not that long ago for so many of us. Like we look at converts with a side eye, like with this idea, like we're like, subhanAllah, like we look at them, we're like, wow, they're like this huge, it's like your great grandmother, great, great. Like, even if you have a long history, it's not more than a thousand, like usually it's a thousand years. Like it's, it's, it's somebody made that choice and changed the legacy of your family and made you part of the ummah forever. Allah. Can we not do things for our family moving forward where it's like I'm trying to memorize the Quran so that that becomes a normal thing so that generations under me will inshallah find that as a minimum so that Make, they can like wipe the floor with me and be like better and better. And stand on your shoulders. Stand on your shoulders yep. as we are standing on. Just as on, we did. Yes, exactly. Right. And and I, I wish we could. That's a mic drop right there, though, Jawad, that you choose. You choose where the legacy is going to go. You introduce that new norm that the the girl will recite at her wedding or the thing that really that lifts the family up by memorizing the whole Quran. And, and, and that to me is switching. It's, it's switching the, the lights on because you know that your parents wanted something for you, but they dealt with the best. They dealt with the cards they had. They lived according to the life that they had. And I think we think with the with many of us who have immigrant parents, we have this idea like as kids, we're so, we're growing up here in, in a different land, a different place. And they're scared and just you, we think that they're so concerned about preserving the like, why didn't you just why did you even bring me to this country if you want to be in that that old country, whatever it is. But we uh. don't make it like but your existence here is part of a decision of somebody who wanted to give you more and give you better. And they struggled in figuring out what parts and what good and this new society and these new, like this completely new you know, world, whatever it is. And they didn't know which parts to forbid and give and protect and whatever it is. But now you have the opportunity to expand even further because they made that decision. And it's, it's part of your parents' legacy because every parent wanted at some point what their kids to have a better life than them. So part of the legacy of your parents is seeking a better life for yourself too. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma ameen. If it's appropriate, Jawad, I, I will in, in today when, uh, when someone asks why the podcast was short, I'd like us to take, uh, I'd like to conclude. Um, yeah, I, I, I only told my body that I would go as much as I can. And to our listeners, uh, let's end the way we started with the Fatiha. So today's podcast was about leaving a legacy, but then also not allowing that legacy to dictate how far you can go. Um, can you tell me why the pigment in my eye dictates how high I can fly? Think about that. Don't allow anything, whether it be race, color, creed, don't let anything to hold you. Um, and so with that, let's read a Surah Fatiha and uh, thank you, Jawad. Uh, I will take the, the early dismissal today. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Arrahmanir rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم 
غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين Thank you friends these extra few minutes if you could take a few moments of silence and just out of respect and you could say a prayer for all of our parents who have passed I will see you all as we continue this journey we'll pick up on courses in the, as the time permits but I believe that's what the podcast has officially matured where we'll tell you the overall theme of where we want to go but as life happens in between those goals of talking of courses and uh irham of the knowledge travels reboot wink wink all of that um when something comes up we don't want to we don't want to step over these life events so we're sharing them all with you listeners i pray that you have a fantastic evening afternoon barakallahu feekum wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh thank you for listening to support this and other projects and get access to exclusive series and content support us monthly by visiting patreon.com/wisamsharif jazakumullahu khair